Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender, Season 2, Episode 20, the season finale, titled The Crossroads of Destiny. Oh. My. Frickin' God, this episode is incredible. It is frickin' extraordinary. I adore every single little microsecond of it. It's one of my favorite episodes of this entire show. A mind-blowing end to that second season. It blew my mind back when it came out in 06, and it still blows my mind to this day. Every time I watch this episode, like, I just, I haven't burned out on it. It just keeps blowing my freaking mind. It's so good. <laughs> like, they took so many risks with this episode, and it all paid off so extraordinarily. And I think... I think how far they went with this, like, this is the episode I would show as an example for how this show differs from any other animated quote-unquote kid show ever made. It's amazing. Where do I even start? Where do I even start with something like this? Okay. We might as well start with Azula and the Dai Li. That epic, epic team-up. Oh my god. Like, right from the very beginning of the episode, where Azula is giving that terrifying, inspirational speech to the Dai Li. Like, this was just... The Dai Li was made for Azula. Like, they were under Long Fang for all this time, but the Dai Li just exists for Azula. <laughs> Like, she was made to lead them. It just works. It just completely works. And the way she slowly wins them over, over the course of the entire episode, is magnificent. And I especially adore, I adore the moment where Long Fang comes in with all those Dai Li agents behind him, and he's like, all right, now comes the part where I double-cross you. He literally says those words. And he's like, 
Dai arrest Princess Azula. And the Dai just stands there, doing nothing. And Long Fang's like, wait, wh what's, the what's the matter? Why? Why are you not doing this? And Azula gives this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant monologue saying, oh, it's because they haven't made up their minds. They're waiting for how this is going to end. They don't know which one of us is going to be sitting on that throne and which one of us is going to be bowing down. I can see your whole history in your eyes. You were born with nothing and had to struggle and connive your way to power. But true power, the divine right to rule, something you were born with. We know who's going to sit on that throne. And then Long Fang looks like just increasingly petrified over the course of this entire monologue. And then eventually Long Fang just bows down and is like, You've beaten me at my own game. And Azula delivers the amazing, amazing line. Don't flatter yourself. You were never even a player. That is such a satisfying moment of Long Fang finally getting put in his place. By Azula. Like, yeah. You're nothing. You're just nothing. You are not the <laughs> primary villain of this story. I am. Go away. Shut up. You asshole. <laughs> no one wants you here. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, we should also take a moment and talk about Aang's arc in this episode. So, of course, this picks up right where the last one left off. Aang... Left the Guru to save Katara. Chose worldly attachment over the Avatar state. And now he's kind of struggling with like, oh, is that the right thing to do? Should I not have done that? And there's an amazing, amazing moment with Aang and Iroh. Going through that tunnel to the Crystal Catacombs. And Aang's like... Hey, uh, so Toph says you give good advice. Uh, I had to train to master the Avatar state, but to do that, I had to give someone up, but I chose not to. Did I make the wrong decision? And Iroh gives, like, really poignant information of, like, just... Really poignant advice of just... Yeah, that, that was stupid. Power is overrated. You made a very wise choice to choose love and happiness over that. You were very smart to do that. You made the right choice. And this sort of empowers Aang's line of thinking. Until he is overwhelmed by Azula and Zuko and the Dai Li and decides, I need... To, I, I need my full power to fight these guys. I need to go into the Avatar state. I have to give Katara up. So he makes that little diamond tent around himself. Meditates. Gives Katara up. You have that little cosmic representation of Aang going into the Avatar state. 
And then he goes into the Avatar state, having given up Katara. And that ends up being exactly the thing that quite literally kills him. Because he gave up Katara, because he shows power over love, he was put in the vulnerable position of Azula killing him. Azula striking him down with that lightning, killing him, and possibly ending the Avatar cycle. And then, oddly enough, it ends up being Katara person he gave up, who ends up saving him using that spirit water stuff. Gee! Shocker! The person he loved ended up being what saved him in the end. It's almost as if love is more valuable than power. That guru was dumb. That guru was an idiot. That guru got Aang killed for like two seconds. I will never forgive him for that. (laughs) But it's really, it's such a phenomenal, understated arc. With such brilliant messaging of choosing love and happiness over strength and power. Iroh literally told him, strength and power are overrated. Then he ignored that advice, and then he got killed. Brilliant. Just brilliant. And then you have Zuko's arc. The star of this episode, in my mind, starts off in uh, the Earth King's palace. Them making tea for the Earth King. Dylee and Azula show up. Zuko and Iroh go to escape. Iroh gets out. Zuko stays behind to fight Azula. Zuko gets captured immediately. Gets in prison with Katara. Katara is just yelling and screaming at him. Because he is the face of the enemy. As she puts it. And... They end up finding common ground with their mothers being dead. And another plot twist, they were both named Martha. <laughs> had to sneak in had to sneak in the Batman v Superman reference. Uh, but they find common ground in their mothers being dead. And Katara Offers to heal his scar with the spirit water, with the oasis water. Which, by the way, I haven't mentioned this at all, but remember back in the premiere of the series, a premiere of the season, rather? When Paku gave her that? That was some serious long game stuff. They played a massive long game. And it's great. As well as with, if you're killed in the Avatar state, the Avatar cycle will be broken, blah, 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 blah. Still. 
So, they almost do that. Zuko doesn't end up getting that spirit water because that is the moment when Aang and Iroh show up. And then Iroh kind of gives Zuko that talk of, you've reached the crossroads of your destiny. It's time for you to choose. It's time for you to choose good. And then Azula shows up, captures Iroh, and is like, Hey, if you join with me, I can bring you home. If you help me take over Ba Sing Se, you will have your family back. You will have your honor back. You will have father's love. Everything you always wanted. Join me. And be a prince. Or join him. And continue to be a fugitive. Bye. And it's such... A fantastic inner conflict that, of course, eventually ends with a moment of weakness where Zuko decides, I want my honor back. I want to be a prince. I want my father's love. I'm going to go back to fighting the Avatar and his friends. A relapse into villainy, almost. And then this eventually ends with him literally betraying his uncle, letting his uncle be captured by Azula. He even says so. I betrayed my uncle. And he immediately expresses remorse for doing this. He immediately is like, yeah, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have gotten myself into this. But then Azula, Azula comes back in with that. You'll return home now, though. You'll have father's love. You've restored your own honor. It's so great. It's so freaking great. It's a magnificent little relapse arc. And the fact that Zuko keeps going back and forth from bad to good to bad to good to bad to good. That's what makes him such an interesting character, I think. Like, what makes Zuko so great is that... He can't really decide. He keeps going back and forth. Like, because both exist within him. He wants to be good, but he also wants to be the Fire Nation Prince. He keeps walking along that fine line, going back and forth. And it's such an interesting inner conflict that plays throughout this entire series. And uh, trust me, we are going to get much more of that in the final season. Uh, we'll talk briefly now about uh, Sokka and Toph's little adventure of trying to warn the Earth King, of course. Uh, Azula and the Dai Li do this coup to arrest the Council of Five and the Earth King. Uh, they go up to the palace to warn the Earth King. They see one of the generals get taken, and they're like, Oh god, it's happening now. We gotta get the Earth King. <laughs> And you see this montage of the five generals being taken prisoner. And it's actually really terrifying. Like, it's a really terrifying, just in terms of precedent, moment. And then, of course, they go to the throne room. They discover that Mei and Tai Li are in Kyoshi Warrior outfits. The Kyoshi Warriors there are not the real Kyoshi Warriors. 
And they have this fight, which is really, really brief. And then Azula just shows up and is like, yeah, this fight's over. You're all arrested. They get arrested. Toph immediately metal bends them out. They free the bear at one point by <laughs> restraining Ty Lee and having May not care. <laughs> so they're all free. Meanwhile, we have this epic fight happening in the Crystal Catacombs. And it's so extraordinary. It's so absolutely brilliant of Azula and Katara fighting... uh, Not Azula and Katara. Aang and Katara fighting Azula. Then Zuko comes in. And you have that moment where it's just like, you don't know who he's going to attack. Then he ends up attacking Aang. And they're kind of going back and forth between... Between fighting partners, essentially. (laughs) Like, it ends up first being Zuko versus Aang, Azula versus Katara. Then it's like Azula versus Aang, Zuko versus Katara, which is really, really nice. It's a brilliantly, brilliantly animated fight. Honestly, the Crystal Catacombs fight is one of my favorite fight sequences in this entire series. It's so freaking mind-blowing. Also, can we talk about how freaking beautiful the Crystal Catacombs are? They're gorgeous. They're absolutely freaking gorgeous. And I love looking at that whole little space. It's great. It's really, really fantastic. It's so good. And they just go, they dial it up to 11 with this fight. There's so many magnificent bending techniques used. I love the water and fire whips going up against each other. Uh, at one point, Aang encases himself in crystal as like a crystal bodysuit, and it's really, really awesome. And then you have that moment when Aang is like doing that powerful, like little earth walk thingy, just running at Azula and Zuko on a pile of earth. And then a Dai Li agent shows up and just knocks him off. And it comes so far out of left field. And then you have the Dai Li swarming Aang and Katara, which is a really terrifying image. Genuinely terrifying. Honestly, the Dai Li is probably the thing in this series that scares me most. I have nightmares about the Dai Li every night after I go to bed. Every night when I'm asleep. All my nightmares. Dai Li. Always the Dai Li. So, Aang has that little Avatar State deal, and he gets killed by Azula's lightning, and it's real bad. And there's never a moment where that doesn't leave me breathless. Oh, it's so painfully handled. Like, there's never... I never rewatch that and don't feel a visceral reaction of, ugh, whenever that lightning happens. And I love the imagery of, in that little cosmic representation of the Avatar State, that big Avatar State dude in Aang's vision just falling over. Brilliant. 
that imagery alone is fantastic. And then, of course, Katara picks Aang up. She leaves. She gets him out of there while while Iroh is fighting the Dai Li and Zuko and Azula. And I love how Iroh's just like, I'll hold them back as long as I can. And then after Katara and Aang escape, he just gives up. Because he knows... He knows there's no point. He understands that there's no point in fighting them after they're gone. And he's captured. And then we get a fantastic, fantastic ending. Katara, Ang, Dead Ang. Sokka, Toph, Earth King, Bosco, all on Appa. Katara uses the spirit water on Aang's wound. It brings him back. He gains consciousness for like two seconds and recognizes that Katara just saved his life and then passes out again. And then, after Aang has been resurrected, the Earth King looks back and says, The Earth Kingdom has fallen. As Appa flies outside of the walls. Da, 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 da. And then, it ends. That is the end of the whole season. It is at this moment that we had to wait almost a year to find out what the hell happened. I remember watching this episode and just like... I was not okay (laughs) after that happened. Like, I just... I was just stunned. I did not think they were going to attempt that. I thought... Okay, they're gonna, Azula's gonna do a siege on Bossing Say, but it's gonna fail. And then we'll be back next season with more wacky. Oh my god! They literally killed Aang and brought him back to life. And the Earth Kingdom fell. Basically, the Fire Nation just won the war. And. Uh. 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 Oh my god. This is such a bold finale. To have... In a kid show, technically. Our heroes... Fail. To such an overwhelming degree. To such a heartbreaking degree. A lesser show would not have done that. A lesser show would not have even thought to do that. It's magnificent. It's absolutely brickin' magnificent. I love everything about this ending. I love everything about this finale. Everything about how they left off this season. Oh my god. It's extraordinary. 
It's so friggin' extraordinary. Honestly, I want to go back and watch this episode again. <laughs> now that I've talked about it. I want to pop the Blu-ray back in and watch it again. Because, oh my god. Oh my freaking god. So that's season two, everybody. I guess... I guess we'll be back for season three next week. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. This got real dark. This got real dark in such a brilliant way. This is why I love this show. It's not afraid to have our heroes fail. It's not afraid to go dark. While at the same time being massively, massively entertaining. It's so freaking good. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. On Monday, we will be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender Season 3, Episode 1. Talk to you then.